0: It's great to be with you. If you've been enjoying our weekly podcast, make sure to leave us a five-star rating and let us know what you're enjoying in the reviews. It'll help other people to connect to our weekly Torah insight and inspiration. Last weekend, my wife heard news that a friend of hers was separated from her husband. It was painful to hear about a friend who's going through a travail and obviously much more painful for that friend. Travails are a part of life and sometimes they can be big, like the loss of a loved one. Recently, someone told me that he lost his job after many years, and feels like I've been hearing a bunch of this stuff lately. I've been through many ups and downs in my own work. I remember times after I moved to Portland that we literally didn't know how we would keep the show going from month to month, and that was 15 years ago. We've had a lot of success since then, but certainly hard times along the way. You know, we think that travails are unexpected, but they're not. They're really part of life. And one of the amazing things about Shemot, about Exodus, is that it brings us to this doubly challenging moment. The travails of Moshe intertwined with the travails of the Jewish people, Israel. And then all of a sudden, we're standing at the snat, the burning bush. The subjugation is setting in. The Jewish people are deep in it. Moshe goes out to his brethren to see their burdens and seek justice. And you'd think that would lead to good things. And in the long run, it does. But initially it leads Moshe himself into his own deep exile. It's like an exile within an exile. And now the Jewish people are enslaved and Moshe is in Midian and that's the precise moment of the burning bush. The conversation between God and Moshe at the burning bush has deep implications. And if we pay attention to this conversation, we're going to see that it's really about travail. And in today's podcast, we're going to explore this conversation. As we do so, we're going to discover that the burning bush was not just one moment. It was a moment of illumination a long time ago that we carry with us until this very day. Now, when Moshe beheld the burning bush, he asked God a profound question. He said, when I tell the Jewish people that the God of your fathers has sent me, and they'll say to me, what's his name? lehem.'" What shall I say unto them? And the question implies that there may be more than one answer. And God turns to Moshe and says, I shall be that which I shall be. Ehia asher ehia. Tell them ehia shalachani aleichem. Tell them that I shall be has sent you. And so first God tells Moshe that the name is I shall be. And then Hashem goes on to spell out a second name. And Hashem said further unto Moshe, Co Samaro Israel, so shall you say unto the Jewish people: Hashem Hashem, the God of your forefathers, Abraham, the God of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Shlachani Alechem, He sent me unto you. Zeshmi La Olam, this is my name forever. VeZeh Lador Dor, and this is my remembrance from generation to generation. Now this is quite a moment. There's two names that need to be conveyed to the Jewish people. Let's consider that first name. God told Moshe, my name is Ehyeh Asher Ehyeh. I will be that which I will be. And then he concluded by saying, tell them Ehyeh, I, I will be sent you. The second phrase sort of throws us back a couple verses earlier. When Moshe asked a few moments before, who am I that I should go into Paro? God told him, for I shall be with you. And so when we think about it, Moshe's already been introduced to the idea that God has something to do with I will be, though it was first presented as more of an idea about God than his actual name. Now, what's the meaning of this name? There is a perplexing dynamics over here in chapter 3, verse 14, as God reveals his first name. God tells Moshe, I shall be that which I shall be, and then he goes on to say, tell them I shall be sent you. It feels in the second half of the verse like God is retracting on part of the name which was mentioned in the first half of the verse. My full name is, I shall be that which I shall be, but just tell them that I shall be has sent you. And Rashi sort of picks up on this this nuance, this retraction, and he, he quotes a midrash, which weaves a retraction into the conversation. You see, according to the midrash, when God said, I will be what I will be. He was saying, I will be with them in this travail, just like I will be with them in future travails and exiles. But Moshe was discouraged by this line of thinking. (laughs) Why are you already mentioning God? Future travails. Don't they have enough problems to deal with right now? And therefore God partially attracts. Tell them that I shall be has sent you. Forget about future travails. Just focus on the here and now. I'm with you now in this travail. There's really two aspects that God reveals to Moshe about his name. The first is the very inkling that God gave Moshe of his name. How can I go to Paro? How can I do the impossible? Answer, I shall be with you. And one of the most basic things that we can know about God is that God is with us. The very essence of God's revelation at the burning bush as Rashi says, was, God is with us in times of travail. And the most basic way that we relate to God is that he's with us. We look at our life, our body, our universe, and we come to the inescapable conclusion that there is a creator with us. But there's a second aspect of God's name. I will be that which I shall be. God will be with us, but it will be on his terms. God is so beyond us, so unfathomable, We cannot expect God to conform to the the terms and the conditions that we desire. God's existence is true, but we have to live with God's truth. I shall be that which I shall be. My existence is entirely dependent upon me, not your expectations of me. And both of these ideas are in the first name, I shall be, which teaches us that God is with us God is with us and he will be what he will be. How God relates to us emanates from God alone, not our expectations of him. And all of that is encapsulated in the first name that God revealed at the burning bush. Recently, I was talking with a friend of mine whose sister suffered a severe tragedy, losing her husband. He was only 55 years old. And my friend was telling me that this sister of his is devastated and angry at God and I'm thinking about her situation and she how can she how can she find comfort and how could she not feel devastation and even anger at God and I'm not the one suffering and yet I see this person and it and it bothers me and she's just one example but the problem is that the person she's still there and it's true that we face debilitating pain and grief at times but here we are And as long as we exist, we have to get back to that core question. Who am I? Where do I come from? And the Torah offers us a deep answer. I shall be with you. God is with us in times of need. And just as God is with us to help us achieve the impossible, so too he is also there to help us face the impossible. And how does that happen? The answer lies... Right here in in the burning bush, Rashi teaches us that this whole event is summed up by the phrase, I'm with you in distress. It's a familiar phrase for those of us who, Davin Mariv on Saturday nights, at the end we read the 91st chapter of of Tehillim of the Psalms, and in that that parak that chapter, David describes a difficult day where arrows are sort of flying all around him, and people are falling, and there's traps set up. It's not a pretty picture, and you just think about David running without money or food from his father-in-law Saul, or you think about him being chased out of Jerusalem by his own son of Shalom. What does God say to David? What does He say to Israel? What does He say to the Jewish people in times of travail? He will call upon Me, and I'll answer him. Emo anochi Batsara, I'm with him in times of distress. I mean, how do we start the week as Jews on a Saturday night? We recognize the travails. It's not a walk in the park, and as we do so, we dwell in the shade of God on high. Omar lo Hashem. I will say of Hashem. Maksim tsudasi God is my refuge and my fortress. of tachbo. My God, I will trust in him. In him. If David was shivering in a cave, tormented by his pursuers, Hashem was his refuge. That's exactly what Rashi points to in the moment of the burning bush. Israel and Moshe are each in their own exile, and God says, I shall be. I am here with you. And critically, that's the symbol of the burning bush. It's burning, there's travail, and the bush is not con- consumed. And it's, it's also true with us. God's with us. And even if we're in the fire of a personal travail, we're not going to be consumed. We will prevail. So that's the first name, I shall be. It reflects how God is with us in all times. But then there's another name entirely that God reveals to us. Hashem continues and says, Hashem aloke Avraham aloke Yitzchak aloke Yaakov sent me unto you. Zeshmi Laolam, Olam, this is my name forever. Vazezichri, la door door. This is my, gener- my remembrance from generation to generation. And here we have a new idea. The first revelation of I shall be gave Moshe a glimpse of God's presence. The second revelation of this is my name forever gives us a way to call out. When God says, this is my name and my remembrance, he's teaching us that this is a name by which we call out unto Hashem. And indeed, every day in the silent Amida, we use these very words from Parshat Shemot Eloke Avram, Eloke Yitzchak, Eloke Yaakov, God of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And now the picture fills out. God is with us. And we have a way to call out to God. God has an eternal name, a remembrance, Midor, door, from generation to generation. Every time we wake up and say the Amida, we're connecting to this eternal key. This morning, I was I was davening at, at home in my, in my house. I, I have a son who just came in from yeshiva and out of town. And I, I can't go to Minyan because we have this, this policy, this quarantine here, until he gets a, a negative COVID test. But I'm just standing there in my living room saying those words of the of the Amida that God revealed to Moshe. And I realized how powerful all these words are. And a, a person really needs to become self-aware and ask themselves a basic question. Who am I? Where do I come from? What is it that makes me, me? One of the deepest things that we realize is that we're walking with God. And at the same time, sooner or later, we also come to a difficult realization. God's presence in our lives is on his terms. And that realization might come when you need to find a new job or when you're struggling in your marriage but the moment's going to come. And there's two deep truths about our relationship with God. God is with us. God is with us in his terms. The reason that God is with us is because he's the unfathomable creator. And the reason he's with us in God's terms is because he's the unfathomable creator. I was recently reading about a rabbi who sadly lost his wife to cancer. He was a very learned man in Jewish philosophy, but he wrote, No amount of philosophy could prepare him to deal with the actual grief and devastation. And yet, he also recalled his his wife's last optimistic words. While she was lying, literally, on her deathbed, she looked and she said, It's an amazing world. We live in this world. It's a limited prism. There's challenges. While this man's connection to God didn't really take away the pain or the grief His belief in God opened up something else in his life, and it's what he called a second box. He had a box of pain that he carried with him, but he also had a box of positive light. And while he carried the pain, he also carried the potential and the hope. He lived with a sense that God is the ultimate hope, and that while our world is a limited prism, it's also leading us to a larger place, an illuminated place. And as I thought about his box of light, it really reminded me of the burning bush. I mean, here was Moshe and the Jewish people intertwined in the midst of travails. God appears to Moshe in this contained moment of light. And it was a moment that Moshe was meant to carry forward. He was imbued with the name of God and was meant to share it with Israel. And so the next time that you find yourself in a travail, remember Moshe standing at the burning bush. God taught him, I'm here with you in this time of travail. This was a light that Moshe carried forth for his own life and for ours. Make sure to tune in next week as we take a look at the leadership in our challenging times of Moshe, one of the greatest leaders ever to walk this earth.